Welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Turns Out She's Psychic. How are you going, Tracy? I am fabulous. How are you? <laughs> fabulous. Wow. Fabulous. That one yet. You sound like a Shopkin. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. That's good. I'm going well. My mind has been a, a milkshake blender and I'm lactose intolerant, so that's uncomfortable. Ew, that's great. I think that's. That's a wonderful analogy for how I'm going at the minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this episode is really wrong. This episode is a little bit late. Oh, yes. A day. It's better than skipping an entire week. So Correct. Sorry for the delay, but, you know, what do you do? Far shit out. happens. It's just busy. We're going to get our <laughs> shit together and back to a normal recording schedule as of next week. Hopefully, you can record as long as your eyes, your eyes just <laughs> bugged out of your head. You're like, hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't do scheduling <laughs> anymore. Well, you do. You you do schedules, but you do multiple schedules. Mm, yep. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, that that's never going to change, and that's just how I roll. Hmm. Um. But today we have an episode that is going to follow on from last week's episode. Yeah, which was so cool, all about the red brick house. There was a lot of information there and a lot of photos that Tracy was sorting through that had some pretty good stories about a old um, sex house, really, wasn't it? And an old some, sex um, house. An old sex house <laughs> in America. And a slightly possessed piece of furniture and an evil basement. And our dear listener that wrote in with all of this information had had some pretty intense experiences around that and she decided to write in and share it um, with us and allow us to share it with all of our wonderful listeners. Mm. So if you haven't listened to the episode before, i.e. in brackets, not a chronological listener, Boo you. You have to go back to the other episode first. <laughs> Do you know how many people I have tell me that they're a chronological listener? Yeah. Mm. And, people make and a the point ones of that it. don't mention it clearly are not. Clearly. <laughs> and so they should be embarrassed. So they should be too afraid to say anything about it. Not at all. I stand with them. We do as we want when we want. Thank you. And that's probably why we could be a jumbly mess every now and again. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. But we did get some feedback from the writer in and she was able to confirm a few things. And then she also had a wonderful question that we thought we might address today so that Mm -hmm. it can follow on nicely. Yeah, that's right. Firstly, she said, well, she was clarifying um, the photo of the boyfriend that she was standing with in the photos that she sent us and that was her current boyfriend, not the ex that she wrote a fair bit about in the stories and then the there was a picture of a, a female behind them which was a little bit weird uh, mm-hmm. and she mentioned that was taken at another potentially haunted site that we're going to look into a little bit more in a future ep, which will be cool. Um, But she also um, did mention that the same thing that you had mentioned about the window coverings and how the photos that she had taken to send us were more present day, not when she was there. So I found that so fascinating. I think I remember questioning that because I could feel that it was just different. You felt it, but you also said it looked different. Like the window coverings that you could see. Weren't there. um, were different. Yeah, yep. that was so cool. And then she did, um, she confirmed the basement door and, and that yep. sort of thing and that was definitely a weird vibe going on. Yeah. Um, I'd love to be able to get over to the state, check out all of these places. Yeah. I'm still thinking about mineral wells that I covered yeah. in, um, turns out it's haunted. Miss Texas. 
Yeah. And if they're seriously re- rebuilding that hotel right beside that house, that would be that'd be something to see. But actually, this uh, red brick house, well, listener that wrote in, um, Jess, she mentioned that that photo she had with her current boyfriend at that at the new. It was something in, but it was like a wells or springs or something. So there must be a natural, like mineral wells has all those natural underground waters. I'm wondering if this place that Jess was referring to is another location that has a lot of underground wells. Activity. Probably. Probably. It would stand to reason. It would. And, mm. it, you know, water is a conductor. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, yeah, Jess also was saying uh, that obviously since then she has done a lot more self-awareness and work on herself, yeah. um, but that in knowing um, the sources where her guidance or her information or almost so her experiences is coming from was something that she was still a little bit unsure of. And it was pretty fair. You know, when I read her email response, I was like, fair, you know, like, I don't think we've ever really spoken about source no we haven't no it's such a perfect um opportunity to talk a bit more around that because people might be going what there's multiple (laughs) yeah well I prefer barbecue myself yeah condiments (laughs) (laughs) saucy saucy song (laughs) you make a mean chili one I do you're pretty good at the condiments oh gosh yeah I like blending yeah Just turning that. But I'm, I'm figuring when you're tapping into source, you can't blend and it's important to discriminate, right? Oh, you can blend. You can? You can if you know what you're doing. Right. Sources you learn. work. Yeah, sources can work well together. Okay. My God, I feel like everything that I'm saying I'm about to giggle at because it just sounds so funny. Like I feel like I'm mixing barbecue and tomato together. Yeah, and mustard and chilli. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so, like, we have, um, like, for example, in my, uh, the deck that I have tired, my Crystal Mandela Oracle deck, Yeah, um, it has, th- it works with three primary sources that, that Alana has channeled into the deck. So, there's the gods and the goddesses, there's the ascended masters and these the angels. So, they do okay. absolutely work well together. Now um, I get you. Yep. Yep. And a lot of healers do bring in multiple different sources sure. um, and learn how to have them work in harmony. But also when you understand what each source does and is there for like their purpose or their the reason why they are a source, I guess, um, it, it allows you to know which source to tap into for what reason. So mm-hmm. it's really like this it's it's not advanced like I mean there is obviously advanced stuff inside of the source work but um at the very basic foundation kind of pillars of working with anything that's not human uh you should understand where that energy is coming from and what it identifies as um and learn to know what it feels like when it's present um, and learn to understand its characteristics, its personality, um, it the way that it lets itself known, um, what it feels like when it leaves, uh, what you need to do in order for it to um, to serve through you or with you. Um, so where you need to get in order to be able to kind of honor the source or um, use the source the best way that you can. Um, mm. but ultimately, you know, like for someone like Jess, our, um, writer in from last week, um, <laughs> <Writer in-era. laughs> she, um, like the source that, that we're sort of referring to with her is more like the source would be a spirit in a home. Yeah. So like those two different women that she could see in the mirror. Yeah. And then there would have been that, that darker energy that was down in the basement that's a, oh, a different yeah. source however and the boob liquor mm-hmm. yeah or oh, which we need to answer that question she was also asking whether that was demonic or not and, yeah. and it was it's a collection of I think I did say it but it was a collection of energies brought together 
So it's kind of like, um, it's like the intent of the energy of the space. Does that make sense? Well, I get what you're saying. What I'm finding um, interesting or a bit incredulous is that the intent of the space can can do that. Absolutely it can, especially if it knows that a person is in some kind of fear or feeling uncomfortable or or the, the energy enjoys or like to make someone feel uncomfortable. Like it like to do that. They they when they gather together, they do like to do that. You know, I I don't can't remember what episode we we talked about where there was a collection of um I'm pretty sure it was the jail um or actually sorry otherwise known as um ex government building x um not oh, a jail at yes. all <laughs> government facility a government building facility that had a courthouse beside it yeah um yes They'd where the we prisoners s- going through it yes. yes and so that would be a perfect example of where there is a collective generalized yeah. energy where if the energy of a um like a prison cell for example would obviously hold a lot darker energy than that of a birthing suite mm. you know you're going to have a collective energy and so when when you add in someone who can feel the energy read the energy understand the energy a little bit that mm. energy is going to play back so it's not necessarily demonic, um, and I wouldn't go as far as saying it's demonic at all, but what I would go as far as saying is that as spirit was in human, spirit will be in spirit. So if they so were- So negative. Correct. And if they liked to stir and if they liked to tease and if they liked to scare and if they liked to be gross, then that's exactly what they're going to do as a spirit. And this one was obviously well, doing was things one. to her that was yeah. unwelcome. I don't think it was a one. I think it was a collective energy. And I also think that it wasn't transmitted 100%. Mm. I think that, you know, our brain tries to figure out what something feels like or what something tastes like, smells like, looks like, sounds like, um, that, that we can put as much, um, as much so that we can identify it as much as possible. But we, we don't know what we don't know. So it's the closest thing to the cat's a, tongue a cat's dry tongue. licking but a big yep. fat one which and we know a cat went yeah moved locations yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah it's a bit of a collective but definitely not demonic i mean demonic mm-hmm. they're going to be doing a demonic possessed. energy yeah, a demonic energy is going to do far worse than that and it's not going to leave you alone um it's not poltergeist um yeah okay otherwise she would have continued to have things like that happen but one of the things that inside of um, or outside of the whole source thing, so obviously her sources would have been that energy plus two female spirits and then the energy that's down in the bottom. However, they all come from the same realm, hmm. which, is, which is the spiritual realm. So yeah. or like um, the two, yeah, people. so the two female spirits that were in the mirror, for example, they were humans. So they're in the afterlife. So the source yep. is the afterlife. Yeah. And then the, the the energy inside of the source is each of the individual spirits. So yep. the source is Archangel Michael, but the source is angels. Wow. Or the source is Buddha, but the source is Ascended Masters. Yep. So do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just so it's like, um Tracing it back almost. Yeah. So you've got your primary source. Not, it's not really, it's not called your primary source, but you've got the umbrella source, which is angels, ascended masters, gods and goddesses, um, animals. Um, there's so many different sources. Yeah. And then inside each of those sources is your source. So it's like there's lots of informants, but then you've got your own informant. And also known maybe. As the yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that's why we haven't done an episode on this because it's almost too much for an episode, isn't it? It's something, there's learnings, there's whole sort of courses 
on this topic oh, to I'm, learn them in depth. And so this is an overview just to um, blow everyone's minds who hasn't sort of contemplated the numerous um, realms where information can come from. Yeah, great. Yep. Mm. So, uh, yeah, each each source would have its own episode for sure, you know, like an episode on gods and goddesses and an episode on yeah. the Master's masters. Um, and right. um, they're somewhat considered a modality as well. So angels are considered a modality. So are ascenders, masters, and gods and goddesses and animals. Um, yeah. So it goes again into, and like there's so many overlapping topics, but there's also so many different terms that are used to describe each of them. Um, yeah. But when it can get I get really muddied and confusing, can't it? Yeah, but ultimately, source is um, is a pretty simple, straightforward, easy to understand term, and that's essentially what they all are because it's the source of your guidance, or the source of your intelligence, or the source of your healing. Um, and you, when you're going to be playing with spiritual realms. 101 is know your source, otherwise don't work with it. Because um, if you know that, um, like if you, the minute that I know that an angel is near or I feel the presence of angelic energy, I know that the source comes with certain character traits. Yes, each angel and archangel has their own specific traits, but overall the angelic energy is for nurturing, feminine, soft, compassion, kind, learning, um, taking people under their wings, guiding people gently. So it's a very soft energy. So if I feel angels around, I know that the person in front of me or the situation needs the feminine energy touch. They need to be held. Yep. Even if the, the archangel that comes through is like Archangel Michael, who is really sweet and very funny but at the same time he's the head of it all and he means business when he means business and mm. but when he's around me he represents trust so when he comes around for me I know that I just have to trust in the situation but I need to go gently and not sort of not hold myself to such a strict standard or like a I don't have to be mean with myself or harsh with myself in order to trust the situation. I need to be gentle with myself to trust the situation. So it's just like I can hold my own hand while I'm working through this rather than giving myself an uppercut, just putting my big girl pants on and getting on with it. Which is you um, all over. Angels <laughs> are correct. So I, I moved through the angelic energy pretty quickly. So that's what I was just about to say. Like angels, they tend to come with people in the early stages of their development or their early mm. stages of awakening and awareness to spiritual, I guess, topics and just spirituality in general. In general. Um, mm, and, fascinating. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that too because um, it's my belief from what I've experienced and what I've um, been trained in, but also just um, what I, you know, what I know to be true from spending time with the angels is that um, humans will transcend to angelic, some humans transcend to the angelic realm. And so there's a lot of humans that do, as opposed to the ones that go to the God and Goddesses and the Ascended Masters. Like most humans go to the angelic realm. So I feel okay. like angels have so much more passion for the human experience because they identify so closely with it. They're tied more closely. Yeah. They're like mm. um, they've just got like a, a very healer, nurturing maternal energy about them because they mm, want okay. to they want to be soft and they want to care for and um they want to protect and guide mm -hmm. um whereas if you start looking at the source um oh and i suppose if you if you want to identify that you're working with the angelic realm ways yeah. that you can um well, simple ways that you might already notice is like flashes out of the corner of your eye of light. Um, okay. What you want to notice is like, does it have a color? Because that will usually indicate which angel it is or okay. a, a subset of angels that it might be. So if it's a blue, then it's likely Archangel Michael. You know, if it's yellow, yep. it might be Uriel. 
you know. So or if it's red or green, it might be Raphael or um, Gabriel. You know, you, you can go by the colors. And so um, knowing which angel is there is going to give you an idea of what you need or what, what they think you need or what they know you need that you don't know mm. you need um, or also what's required in the situation. Um, wow. So, so cool. you, that's one way. And then the other way too is feathers. So if you get like suddenly just notice feathers everywhere, that's usually the angels just letting you know that they're around and that they want to work with you. Um, also like um, like a cold breeze, like feeling like something just walked past you and it, but nothing's there, but you kind of feel oh, like kind a – yeah. Yeah, like All something's just flown past you. It's usually angelic. Wow. Um also like when you um you know when you sometimes you can look at light and you see with your own eyes a bit of a light flare. Like it's not in a mirror reflection and it's not in a phone reflection. It's with your own eyes. Do you ever have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought it was just like sleep in my eyes or something. Mm. Not all the time. Sometimes it is. I've just, like sometimes I've it's just a rubbed human thing. moisturizer through my <laughs> eyeball. <laughs> well, that was likely exactly what that is. Um, Accompanied but, by a stinging sensation. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not angelic. Um, so, I know what you yeah, mean. Like, though. Yeah. So sometimes that can ha- like happen a lot, and you kind of have to. I mean, I, I have to be. I'm funny when I say things like this because I'm like maybe a lot of people don't experience this. Maybe it's just me. Like you're looking at me as if like, no, 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 no. I was trying to think about, <laughs> no, I was think I was trying to recall my own experience right. because I, I like I so often want to go, yeah, yeah, I've seen that, I've seen that. But I'm, then I'm like I'm question what you see is me going, huh, have you? No, oh, yeah. maybe not. Maybe it was moisturizer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how um, all this talk on angels because it's really making me – uh, remember last week's episode with Shannon over on Turns Out She's a Witch, I called it Day of the Deities and she shared a bit of some experiences she had with Archangel Michael mm-hmm. and she was mentioning um, feathers and, and whatnot. So it's just nice. So anyone yeah. that hasn't heard that who's enjoying this chatter might enjoy that episode if you haven't already done so. Yeah. But anyway, do go on. And angels are always there so you can just ask to be there and they're there they're like waiting in the wings literally just like please ask me for help please ask me for help and no one asks them you for help you have to ask them right like they don't oh. interact unless you request uh they can they or can not. and they do but it's rare <laughs> okay. and it's usually that you won't notice that they've done it oh okay so if you want to see their magic or if you want to experience them you have to engage with them you can't just you know just expect yeah or assume um, mm. But they're there all the time. You just have to engage them. They, 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 they can and do intervene is probably the best word. That's the word. Yep. But um, they won't like. They won't choose to do it. Like you have to choose to include them. Yes. Yep. Um, um, and I've heard people hearing choir music. Yeah. Um, in their ears or ringing. Is that angelic or is that something different? Uh, it can be it can be something different, but it can absolutely be um, angelic. Uh, it it's actually reported in the Bible. Well, um, it's a common thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was happening to me a little while ago. Remember when uh, in bed yes. and I could hear the and they were, oh, yep. it, was it was pissing me off. Key. Yeah, it was yep. so much. It was only pissing me off because I couldn't figure out what they were trying to say or what what was why it was there, and I still don't have an answer for it. Um, mm. But it was seriously like that playing it next to me and it was like come on stop it (laughs) it just wasn't um well but yeah but sometimes the ringing in the ears not so much but the music in the ears yes yeah the ringing in the ears is usually an ascension sign but also um a sign that your clear audience is sort of recalibrating in a way so your clear hearing is either up leveling or um going down a few notches just depending on what you're doing Interesting. Um, so angels is a source um, and angels is a beautiful source to start working with if you're new to spirituality. So you can just ask them, um, ask Archangel Michael to create a safe space to um, stand guard at the door, so to speak, and be a bit of a gatekeeper. He loves that role. Um, buy yourself an angel deck and get to know the angels. It's the best way to learn how anything about anything is to buy a deck of cards. 
I think um, that's the first deck that I ever bought was an angel deck. Yeah. Hmm. It's very common for the first deck anyone buys to be an angel deck. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're a beautiful energy and um, you tend to kind of usually have like an angel or a couple of angels that are particularly close to you and then other ones will come in and out as needed. But you've usually got your like your bestie angels. <laughs> um, so Archangel Michael is one of mine. So is Uriel. Um, and then every now and then um, Gabriel and Raphael, um, not so much anymore, but when I was going through a lot of my healing, they were around all the time and Zadkiel as well. Um, oh, yes. Sometimes. Um, I was but, trying to think of that name. Yeah. Um, Jophiel sometimes used to, I haven't seen for a, a long, long time, but in my development stage, Jophiel was around. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're a lovely source to work with, a very safe source to work with. Um, they will usually identify themselves by colour. And if you want to know more, Kyle Gray is a great source of information. Yeah, absolutely. Love Kyle Gray. Um, and so then you've got like (laughs) gods and goddesses, which is a different source. Um, and again, you know, this is, so if we go into gods and goddesses, obviously there's lots of different types. So there's like the Nordic goddesses, the Egyptian, yeah. So Celtic, like there's so many. All the Um, Latin American. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so Native American. Yeah, so you can, like, I mean, I'm open to any. Like, I like to think I'm a multicultural general store for sources. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a, an open, like, whatever, a whoever channel. wants to work. Yep. Yeah, because mm. I, I feel well, like. probably shit term to use there, channel, but just an open channel, but not a channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, bad word. Um, I know. I just thought of it. <laughs> um, I'm open to whichever source wants to work. And it's usually um, because I don't want to judge what the person in front of me needs. So when it comes to me, I'm not really an open source, but when it comes to everybody else, I'm an open source. When you're working. Yes. Um, so, and usually that helps me understand a little bit about their ancestral um, DNA and trauma and past lives and things like that too. So sure. that the would source, make sense. Yeah. They tend to pop in and give me a lot of information actually. Um, but uh, a lot of the, a great place to start with gods and goddesses is to um, ask yourself whether or not you already have an, a bit of an affinity with Celtic, the Greek, you know, the Norse, whatever it is that you just kind of naturally feel inclined to go with and just, you know, start seeing if they want to work with you. You can do that through cards. Um, symbolism is a huge one that the, the Greek, the gods and goddesses will uh, speak to you through symbols. Um, but the other thing too, is that if you don't really have an affinity with one, choose what your ancestry is. So if you know that your Mm -hmm. ancestry is Celtic, then go with the Celtic. If you know your ancestry is Greek, go with the Greek. Um, and then there's, um, ancestors are a source as well. So, um, uh, like I, you know, when, when I do a reading, I'll say they, 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 and I'll yep. always say to the client, they is at the moment your spirit guides. If it's anyone else, then I'll let you know. Um, and so mediumship is loosely tied to your ancestors in terms okay. of if your source is your ancestor, then it's usually a medium that is Trent, is, is communicating. Speaking um, with them. Yeah. Uh, but your ancestors can can and do leave messages for you without a meeting. You know, like um, they play songs that um, that um, that closely align with that person that remind you of them, or you smell them, or you know you hear you see someone, or you hear of someone with the same name, or you know, like they will often let you know that they're around the ancestors. Um, but they're a source. Um, you've got your um, ascended masters, which are like Jesus and Buddha. And um, a lot of the time, um, a lot of the time, ascended masters are associated with Reiki and um, more of the Asian mm. um, theology and religion. 
um, because they tend to part of a lot of their belief system is that when we die, that's what happens. Like it's part of the process of a soul evolution. So they believe that like Buddha, for example, will has ascended, had ascended in, in their, in his human experience. And so when he dies, he gets to be a master that has ascended. So they, you earn the right, I guess. So you have to have ascended. You have to have, um, reached self-actualization in this human experience and then died and then you become an ascended master. Otherwise you go around again. Well, otherwise you come back system. around the monopoly board. <laughs> depending on their belief system. So what makes an ascended yeah. master is a little bit um, open to interpretation depending on your your belief. Yeah, like I your guess religious that's and down your cultural to the beliefs. Cultural, yeah, all yeah. of that. So if you're someone like me, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So if you're someone like me who is just open to accepting each culture and religion on its own and just embracing what that, what they deem to be an ascended master or what they deem to be an angel or whatever, that's what I do. So I don't say, oh, that, that. They don't equal ascended master, or that's not what a god is or a goddess. Like, <laughs> how are we to say any different? Yeah, correct. So I just accept what is their belief. Yeah. Um. So you've got those, but in a kind of a different um sort of tangent, we have source that doesn't fit into any of those categories at all, and it can be um. It can be evil and it can be, I'm not going to say demonic, even though it could be, um, but it can come from the dark. It can be dark source. Maleficent type yep. of. Great word. Um, and there is a huge difference between working with the light and working with dark, obviously. Hence the term, the light and the dark. Correct. So things like. Angelic energy, ascended masters, god goddesses, all of those. They're they they're light, they're light workers, that we work with them in the light. So you choose to work in the light, then you choose to work with your source, and then you choose to work with the source inside the source. And that's why you do it with intention and you do it by Ritual. intentionally saying, Yeah, I'm yeah. working with the highest powers of love and compassion or whatever your words may be. Yep. So there's ritual involved, which is like um, lighting a white candle, like symbolizing that I want to work with the light energy. Um, Candle is also protection, um, that there is an active light. So I'm actively working with the light right now. Um, So like I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So if I don't have a light, like a lit candle or a candle to light with me or a white candle to light, I just turn a light on, on top of my head, like a, the visualized yeah. light and then I just turn it off so it's just the intention it's just like okay I'm working now and I'm off um, when I'm working I'm working with the light um and then also yeah you enter in so each um each time you want to intentionally work with an external source or energy or spiritual source um you can do what I do which is open up to any and all but that's like more of an experienced I You've spent I tr- a while learning have, how to do that. Yeah. You've been I, mentored. And, yes, yeah. and I trust I trust my experience. I trust I know what to do if shit gets real. Um, and you've got developed skills. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but it's not There's safe to just assume that. So that's why when you start working in spirit realms, it's just a matter of saying whatever feels right to say, but with intention to only work with the light. And that's all you really need to say. They can sort out the rest as long as you know that you want to work with the light. That's all that really matters. Um, and then um, if with the dark energies, um, you can, they, they tend to, so the light energies will, like talking about with the angels, they will work all the time and they, they do intervene often. We just don't notice that they're doing it. But they will, they're respectful. They have respect. They understand boundaries and Mm. they work with the higher frequencies, which is love frequency and unconditional trust and all of those energies. Whereas the dark energy doesn't have respect. 
doesn't work with boundaries and doesn't understand um, what it's like to to trust both ways. So there's no trust in the in the connection. Very so, poor behaviour. Very, but that I must say. But that is indicative of how the person would have been in in human. That's how you know. Yeah, that. So as they were human, narcissism is the only word. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. So when you are experiencing an um like time with the dark, it's not. It's usually not because you chose to work with the dark. Usually because they know that you are open. And that you mm. can feel them, see them, smell them, hear them. So they will play, which is what happened with Ryderina and Jess. They know. So they will. And they, they won't ask permission. They won't stop when you say stop. They won't worry about how they're making you feel. They'll just do what they want to do. So. Bastards. Yeah, so that's another thing why, like, if I was to go and do a ghost tour, like a, an investigation, for example, and if I was to go to a jail to do it, um, I know that there is going to be a fuck ton of dark forces mm. and energies and sources in there because that's what I would expect. So I know that they know that I am one of the one they of the men of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's a matter of me doing the preparation that's required to work with those sources intelligently. Work with or ignore yeah, them? Work well. How much would if you I choose work... to? Yeah. Well, I work with them intelligently. So I work with them from a space of I'm the one in control, not them. Yes. Yep. Got you. Yep. So I take the appropriate levels of um, preparation. You know, I do my prep. I do my grounding, I do my protection, and I know my signs. I know when my body is telling me to get out, and I know when I shouldn't go into a room, and I know, like, I I trust myself in there. Um, yep. But I, I also know that there's no point in me going there if I don't want to experience something like that. So you've got yeah. to be aware that when you're going to do a ghost tour, for example, that it's likely that the reason why there is activity there is because there's dark energy there. So if you are someone who is sensitive or wanting to dabble and open up, just be really mindful that they will play. And that brings us back to knowing your source because you've said many times um, my guides are just saying, no, don't go any further. Mm -hmm. So you're trusting that source in telling you no. Yep, you don't even question it. Like I remember when we did no. the Manly, like I've done the quarantine station a few times now, but I remember mm. um, going into the um, the groundskeeper's house. And oh, yeah, the gravedigger's house. The gravedigger's, yeah. is it? Yeah, and then the bathroom, so. like yeah. there's just this, it's like a wall. It's like I can't go in there and yeah. I just know not to. So My friend Erin went in there and she just hated it. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, but at the same time, I have no problem interacting with dark forces and sources as long as I know that's what I'm going into. Because you know, so yeah, like you've got to be smart. It's Mm. like walking down a dark alley at night time. Yes, at night. Yep, with your keys clenched in your fist, poking out every single finger. (laughs) You prep. It's you know what's really interesting. as I grew up, and it wasn't until fairly recent scheme of things, but I actually have never felt that fear. Oh, I definitely have. I th- but that apparently I am I am the different one because apparently most women feel that. Yeah, absolutely. It's I can a, imagine everyone nodding. It's not one of those things that ever occurred to me until I became a mum and became a woman wow. and I used to hear other people talk about it and it's like I I, I guess you know wow. no. so it kind of freaked me out because it freaked me out for lots of reasons but and yeah this is going to be so such wrong. a tangent but um I remember watching um the um Ted Bundy tapes oh. on Netflix 
And so for those of you who don't know, Ted Bundy's a famous American serial killer. And um, he was or is, no, was, he's dead, was a um, like a sociopath. And um, he, through his life from when he was really little, he uh, would observe human behavior and know that like, okay, so if something, if something sad happens, then we cry and we we change our demeanor. But he wasn't actually feeling sad, but he, he knew he needed to cry and he knew he needed to change his demeanor. And if someone did something that was hurtful, then you're supposed to be angry about that or upset about that. And he's like, I was never angry or upset about it, I but I knew to play the, the part of being angry and upset about it. And I think like a lot of how I am with spirit, that it's very similar. In terms of mm. like um, people's fears. Because you don't have that emotional attachment. You're just observing the information. I think so, but more so around fear. Okay. So like what a lot of people are afraid of, I just am not afraid of it. But I, mm. it makes sense to me as to why I should be. Like I should be afraid to walk down a dark alley on my own at night time. <laughs> I should be. Like I should be very weary of where I am, my surroundings. I should, you know, be getting ready to get my car keys out and, you know, be doing everything. But none of that naturally occurred to me. Like it appears to naturally occur to other people. Yeah. Because I don't feel the fear. Your heart rate doesn't increase and you no. don't feel nervous, sweaty. and Never. It's not I a never thing feel you. unsafe. And it's not like you haven't been in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. You know, it's not like you haven't, yeah, been alone walking down a dark street. Times. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you were sheltered. Yeah, no. It's more like I've done those and I've looked back and gone, no, oh, I've never held my keys between my hands. I didn't like until I heard people started doing that. I was like, oh, it's a trick, but like I've never, ever, ever, ever felt the need to do that. So you've never felt the need, and you've never had a bad experience on your own in in certain situations like never. that. Well, I only had to finish work late and walk through dark streets and get chased by dogs and people and called out and <laughs> no thanks. That's so foreign. Like I've never experienced Awful. that. It's weird. And that's what's weird it's to gross. me. It's just like, mm. hmm, it makes so much sense. It's bizarre. But yeah. I don't experience it. I wonder if anyone that else, was... like if any of our listeners are the same. That was such a tangent, but a really I know. juicy one. <laughs> kind of feel like I outed myself as a sociopath for some reason, but I'm not. <laughs> a, um, a medium sociopath, a sociopath <laughs> with the spirit world. You are many things, my friend. Many things. <laughs> um, yeah, so when we talk about identifying source, back on Tracy um, when we talk about identifying the source and knowing the source that you're working with, um, not all spirits in a mirror that are trying to take over your body are going to be a dark force. You know, like spirits can feel quite intrusive and they like. They can interrupt. They can. And they can be really, really, really impatient and they can really have a message that they want to get through and they can be very, um, very insistent and controlling and they can um, be relentless and tenacious. They can be all of those things, but that doesn't make it a dark energy. There's a very clear distinction between the two. Um, so if How you've might got, you tell? Pardon? How might you be able to tell the difference? How could you discriminate? Well, usually it's about knowing a bit more of the story. So, for example, the Black Hawk did with um, Jess, the writer in Iraq, with Sex House. Um, <laughs> the, um, the, the, the first thing that I is connecting to Jess's energy and go back in time to where Jess is talking, what she's talking about and where she is. So I try, I do like remote viewing in a way. But I am standing and reliving what I'm reading. Um, and then I'm also connecting, well, I'm also connecting to Jess's spirit guides. So I'm having them fill me in on 
what was actually happening despite what Jess's experience was. Oh, hence the demonic force, not demonic force and a slight misinterpretation of the feeling, etc. Yeah. Was that from yeah. the spirit guides? Yeah. Again, knowing the source because yeah. we haven't, we've, we've talked about spirit guides in probably our first season, but we haven't really yeah. spoken too much about them in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So the spirit guides are the, are the be all and end all and the know it alls for each individual person. Um, and so for me, like one of my natural questions is what was actually happening for Jess? Why was it happening? Um, and her guides are that tell me that and so I see it from yep. the perspective of what what was actually happening not what Jess's interpretation of the experience or memory of the experience was or is sure so um the spirit guides will usually tell me what to prepare for like for example they wouldn't let me go into the basement they were your spirit guides saying that and hers oh right they so partnered yeah. up Yeah. So it's a matter of like, okay, well, cool. So I just know that the energy down there is not going to be a good energy that they want me around. So uh, for whatever reason, but I don't go. Uh, Her friend, I think the Stacey friend, I think her name was actually Stacey, said she couldn't go down there to the basement. So clearly on some level, her guides were saying no. You're not going down. Whereas Jess, the dear listener, and probably someone like me, if I was brave enough, would just waltz on down there going, okay, then let's have a look. So we're not as open enough like our spirit guides. We're either missing the messages of don't go down there or our spirit guides are just going, sure, go for it. Well, it's a bit of both, but, well, you're missing probably the spirit guides saying don't. Yeah. Um, or you're thinking, oh, this feels a bit creepy and going, oh, I want to check it out, whereas creepy mm, usually is don't it. check it out. <laughs> but <laughs> everything creeps me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also there are some people, i.e. you, who just are not open to it. Mm-hmm. You're just not. No, I am definitely and not. <laughs> there's not. There's nothing you can do about it right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the energies are not going to be able to play with you because you're not open yeah. and they know that. So you're so like they don't. It's matter. almost like you're invisible to them. Yep. Yeah. So it's and they're invisible. Good to you. in that sense. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah it, so it, it's a non-event. Correct. So it might feel a bit creepy. But, yeah. And you might not like it, but that's about it. It's like, oh yeah, the creepy yeah. dungeon down there. But that would be as far mm. as the story goes. Yeah. Well, that um, makes sense. Yeah. So um, when. So your spirit guides, uh, you're missing it, but also you're not open. And then just before that, what were we saying? Um, uh, oh, yeah. So once spirit guides, your spirit guides or my spirit guides have given me kind of what was actually happening, um, I will then be, it's almost like um, things just open up. So, for example, I, I in when I was going down into the basement, when I was doing my remote viewing as I was going to go down the basement things shut down if I was allowed to go into the basement then things would open up and so it's like it it, you just follow the cues and I can't determine what's going to open and what's not so I just go with the flow and so what was shown yeah so what's shown to me next is the reflection in the mirror and these two spirits and then what's shown to me is so I look into their eyes which is really fucking creepy but I look into My their goodness, eyes and I read their eyes, um, which I do with humans, but I read their eyes and so I'm able to understand their intent. And for both of those particular spirits, I got they both were women who worked in the house, but they wanted to be there. They were both happy to be there. They wanted to be there, the type of women that they were. They enjoyed that lifestyle. They weren't there by force or... They weren't suffering. No, they wanted to be there. It's just the type of people that they were. Um, but they were stuck and that what they are is they're stuck with the heavy energies of the of you know the other energies that come and are there there are like we you see like shows quite often where a medium will go or a ghost hunter will go to a house for example and there might be three different spirits that that um reside in the house and one of them might be a young child and the other one might be a, a young man and the other one might be a cranky old man. And so the little girl child won't go into that part of the house because that's where the cranky old man spirit is. 
So they're often aware of each other's energy and they it can be quite restrictive for them. And so if you can imagine, it's like these two women of the night in this sex house that are stuck with this titlicker based energy. A group of them even. Correct, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like being stuck in 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 like no man's land and not being able to get out. Why couldn't they go to where they were supposed to go, into the light? Because no one, they couldn't for whatever reason, like I didn't get to see that. Crossover. Yeah. yeah. And so what they're looking for is people who can do it for them, which is why people yeah. like me go to places and get people to go over to the light. Yeah. And so they would have known that Jess could see, but Jess wasn't experienced enough to be able to do that. Stacy yeah. probably would have been able to do it, but I don't know. Mm. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So you kind of know by your spirit guides um, or you trust that your spirit guides will um, will uh, let you know because your intention is to work with the light, trust that your spirit guides will let you know if a dark spirit starts knocking on the door. Um, and if they do, you control it. So um, how can I describe it? So you know how so like hard. I – the way it you is. describe it to the way that our listeners would be able to apply it to their life. Yeah. And I try and think about ways that it makes sense because so much of it is me seeing things that no one else can see, obviously. So um, you know how <laughs> I've talked before about and you know how I, my left side is blocked off and my right side is open. So spirits who are meant to be here, they come through my right side. Walk-ins or spirits who aren't come through my left. And so already I've created um, like a system for myself that gives me a huge indicator of to check. So like I don't check anyone that comes through the right side. I just know that with all of my boundaries that yeah, who I'm going to get training. is exactly who I want. Yeah. It's like refined. Um, yes. But on the left side... It is any any spirit who who is strong enough, connected, or is like um, persistent enough that doesn't fit into that side. They can come through that side, but I notice them straight away. I shut my right side Gets down. Your attention. Yeah, shut my right side down. I figure out where they've come from and why they're there. Sometimes I might give them an inch for a little bit. Um, very rare, but sometimes I have, I have, I do do it. Um, but usually, um, usually it's actually not a dark energy. It's just a, it's just a, an energy that um, is much lower vibrational, and there's a big difference. So it's almost just like a. But they're not playing by the rules either. No, they're not. But they, but like, if you think about like, um, like people who kill. You know, or people who rape or, you know, people who are just bad people. Like they're just born bad. They're bad people. Yep. They're the, they're the ones that are going to be the dark energy. Mm -hmm. But then you've got people who do bad things but aren't really bad people. Mm -hmm. You know, like they might beg, steal and borrow. Um, poor but choices. It, yeah, but at their they've core, made some poor decisions. Yeah, or they've like they've had really bad circumstances in their life that's forced them to break the law or do the wrong thing. But at their core, you know that they're not a bad person. You know, bad people are bad people. But there's a well, lot of you people might who be do able to see that. That might be difficult for some. Maybe, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like yes, you can course. tell yeah. when there's like yep. you can tell when there's a naughty kid mm -hmm. and then you can tell when there's a kid that's just got no hope. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but you know, yeah. like there's there's the bad the bad one, the bad apple. And then there's people who just sometimes do the wrong thing. It doesn't make them the bad apple. Yep. Yep. So it's kind of similar. So the ones that come through on the left, most of the time, they're not a dark energy or a dark source. They're just a lot lower vibrational than the ones who were the people that are just the average people that come through who okay. not necessarily do bad things. Right. They just hmm. live a normal life. Interesting. So their vibrations hit higher, whereas the ones who 
might have spent some time in jail or, you know, died from alcoholism or drug addiction or, you know, had no family and distanced themselves and was a recluse, you know, they're going to vibrate lower. As you Mm -hmm. are in human, you are in spirit when I'm bringing you through. Yep. So. So much. (laughs) Yeah. So when you, when you want to work with a source, my, my suggestion is don't do it unless you know what it is. And so you're better off. Spend some time figuring it out. Better off learning how to work with the sources that you want to work with than just mm. letting sources choose you to work with. Getting familiar with the ones that mm-hmm. are around. That and obviously, you, if, if you are gifted, <laughs> there's that word. <laughs> if if you have been receiving different sorts of messages, figure out where they're coming from. Yeah, that's it. Say? And yeah, sure. And obviously, you it goes without saying that cleansing, grounding, and protection is everything. Yeah, when you're playing in the field, you've got to play by the rules. That's it. And if you don't play by the rules, then you can't whinge when shit goes down. Yep, that's right. Yep. And that's why, like, when, you know, you see on ghost hunting shows and things like that where um, they get cursed or they have bad things happen or, um, you know, they tell stories of bringing something home from the place where they shouldn't have brought it yeah. home and then all this shit happened. It's like, well, what did you expect? Yeah. Like it's not a, it's not a game. No. You know, it's, it's very sacred and we take it seriously and you can't be mucking around with shit like that. There are rules and there are ways to go about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So learn them. Really, that's, that's being responsible, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Love it. But. A lot of the way that spirit is, when I think about it, is just a lot like community or the way that we run this side of life, you know, in terms of there's rules and there's ways of doing things and there's hierarchy and there's respect and there's titles and there's order. There's ethics, there's morals, there's there's order in ways that you do things. You know, you don't go straight to the top, you climb the ranks, you don't go straight to the manager when you've got a problem you speak to the first person in contact and then you go through the through the Mm -hmm. stages it's it's all exactly the same it's like it's really not that hard like a lot of it Mm. is very similar it makes a lot of sense when you explain it it's just invisible for a lot of people so it's hard to even fathom Mm. yeah 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 so much of it is just in my alternate alternate kind of visual mm. experience. And so much of it is something that you've lived, so it's obvious for you. Even so much that, like, what some people get out of something is, which this is probably really obvious, but even when um, I had my son in the hospital, um, once everything kind of settled down and I was feeling more comfortable, comfortable with the competency of the decisions in the hospital um i i hear and see so much more than what people say and do no doubt um and been really interesting yeah but it's interesting how when i tell a story or recount something that um how I knew something when it wasn't said mm-hmm. doesn't get picked up on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you do some uh experiments in there, did you, Tracy? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You had you had a fair bit of time to pass. So I did. Fair I did. enough. Was, I can't and I was getting you haven't really told delirious. me about that. I can't yeah. believe you didn't tell me about that. You wait till we're recording a podcast. Well, it kind of happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, it is totally you amusing yourself. Is it? Or- <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't think it always is. I think sometimes I just, it's just what I do and I don't even really notice that I'm doing True. it. True. Second nature. But sometimes it would be you amusing yourself. Well, I also know that um, 
a lot of the times I don't need to have a conversation that someone else needs to have because I know what the conversation is and I know the outcome and so it's all done in my head. <laughs> Even before the conversation starts or as soon as it starts, when that person is ready to engage with you, you know where it's going so you don't have to listen. But up until almost, that moment? Almost, sometimes. Hmm. Sometimes, like there's lots of times where it's way before that. Like I just think <laughs> about someone and I know what needs to happen and it happens for me, but it doesn't happen for them. They actually have to be the human and I have to do it through the human way of doing things. And I'm just like, okay, let's do the human way. I've already done it, already processed it. Let's do it the human way. That's hilarious. Way. Do it the human way for the human. <laughs> exactly. It happens a lot. But wow. I think I used to get into trouble for – um interrupting all the time and I still interrupt a little bit but I'm very conscious of it now because it's not very humanly polite to do so but <laughs> for a lot of my life interrupting was just something that I did because I knew what they were going to say and time yeah. was always of the essence and it's like but I'm saving you from saying it because I get it but yeah. it's like no the person has to have the right to say it just because you know what they're going to say and yeah. just because you understand it, it doesn't mean that they don't get to say it. Yeah, it's not all about you. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but it's, it was never all about me. It's, it's actually more about them because... Yeah, it's just you want to get I, it out of the way. It's a time thing. It's an impatience thing. It's yeah. like I can get you further ahead. Like it's not about me. It's just like we can be over there already if you want, but you mm -hmm. need to go through the motions. We don't have to go through the motions. I can take you over there if you want. <laughs> this is the same person that says there's no shortcuts. <laughs> I know, right. But that's that's something that I learned. That's what I mean. So yeah. with the interruptions, yeah, exactly. it's just like, oh, God, you've got to stop interrupting because people have got to go. They've got to take their time. They're in a different time. It's, yeah, they're processing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Can't be undercooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any final words on sources? Speaking about um, talking lots. <laughs> I don't like soy sauce. Don't you? <laughs> Have you tried tamari? It's, it's too salty. <laughs> yeah, it's just all too salty for me. I don't like oh, salt. I see. You're salty enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm salty enough. <laughs> We've got some. Oh, thank you so much, Tracy. As usual, you come up with the goods. You uh, scratch that itch that we all have of wanting to know this little bit about this. So thank you so much for offering up your knowledge. And some Wonderful. other random little bits of stuff in there. And the fact that you don't like soy sauce. That's <laughs> good to know. And that my favourite is barbecue. Is it? Barbie. Mm. Interesting. I was trying to think of my favourite. I like them all, but I've got to, I've got to love the chilli. Yeah. Actually, I think my favourite really is seafood sauce. Oh, that's like one, my least favourite, like Thousand Island dressing, that sort of thing. Yeah, but like proper seafood sauce, not Thousand Island, like proper seafood. Oh, okay. Do you remember when I was telling you that I went through the stage where all I did was eat banana bread? Yeah. Do you know I went through a stage where all I ate was lettuce and Thousand Island sauce? Oh, you might have told me that too. It mm. grossed me out. It was another one of those weird things that I did. <laughs> anyway. You We're are still recording, right? A... Sorry, guys. We are still recording. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Tell I us what your favourite to... source is. I want to get to some Patreon talks. So we have Lydia, Melissa, Karen, Catalina, Ash and Linda all signing up as new Patreons within the last month. And we whoop, have whoop. our new Patreon live Q&A coming up too. Mm -hmm. On Thursday the 26th at 7.30pm. So if you are a Sydney Patreon, time. yes, if you are a Patreon, jump onto your Patreon and um, I've posted the date and the time and I will post the link soon. Um, if you're not a Patreon yet, still got plenty of time to join. Just jump on to Patreon forward slash. There's a link. It says psychic. support turns out network here in the show notes attached okay. to all our episodes. So click on the on the hyperlink to here. It should go straight there. Yeah. Who knows? And if it doesn't, let us know. <laughs> Don't let us know. Just figure it out yourself, please. No. Tracy, you can't say that. God, this woman. I What's have to she figure like? out everybody's problems all day, every day. 
Oh, dear. No, I know. Fair enough. But it will be fine. It's another live Q&A. And thank you so much to our Patreons. Your um, support is amazing. Yeah, we're getting so many now. I can't wait for that community to grow. It's going to be so much fun as it gets bigger and yep. bigger and bigger. Um, also, don't forget that there is uh, next Saturday on the 21st of May from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. Um, Australian Eastern Standard Sydney time. Um, there's the free live launch event for the Sync membership. So you can get your ticket in the show notes, but you can also go over to my website, which is just my name.com.au. Um, or spiritincorporating.au and you can enter in your email and get a ticket, get the purple yep. ticket. Oh, um, sounds cool. Yeah, and it's going to be fun. Um, get a, an energy healing, a bit of a sound bath, a bit of a light bath, do a bit of a meditation, a bit of manifesting, a bit of intention setting. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and oh, I just had an things. idea. I just had an idea. Mm-hmm. We should do a vote on creating our own TOSP sauce. Oh, my gosh. That's a cool idea. We should do it. Yeah. We should do it. And the Patreons can get sauce. <laughs> They're going to get a nice manky sauce. A squirt. That feels so special. <laughs> So come on, hit us with your flavour suggestions. Let us know. Yeah, I like that. Put a poll up. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? (laughs) All right, my love. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. We love you. Bye. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tospy tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com we welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or tracy and we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on insta at turns out underscore she's psychic bye bye bye